Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby! Wednesday, October 14th, yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuffin, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore. KD, let's talk some free agency! Yeah, what's up, buddy? Woo! Feeling good. There we go! We're in! What's nice. happening, pal? <laughs> Nothing much, man. Feeling good. You know, we're sort of, like you mentioned, we're sort of in the throes of free agency here, this new off-season, the new normal off-season um, in, uh, in October. It's October, right? Um, and, uh, yeah, a lot going on in the NHL, in the Ranger world, and uh should be a fun show. Yes. I, and uh, I think we... this show is sponsored by uh, Jack Johnson, maybe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Daniels and Jack Johnson. And we <laughs> all, we all might be drinking a lot of Jack Daniels next season <laughs> from the way the fans are say, talking about de- it. <laughs> you definitely needed some Jack Daniels after that signing. Good oh, goodness. Oh, we'll get into that. I don't think it's that bad, baby. I'll take Jack on it. No. Team. Why not? <laughs> no. I'm sure he's going to win the Norris this year. It's going to be great. Uh, but first, um, we, we're going to do some production cleanup here. Uh, everybody who's and, and our fans are the best. You guys have been amazing these last couple of weeks since me and Katie have fired the show back up. Uh, the support and the listenership. Thank you guys so much. But um, Hank is officially now a Washington Capitol. So Oof. on the intro, it says, you know, if you bleed Rangers, red, white, and blue, or hail the king, that will oh, be gotta removed. Get rid of that. that will be removed for next week's episode, which will be Ooh. a full episode on the accomplishments of Jack Johnson. Nice. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> what, what, uh, what are we doing? Hail the Prince? Princess Dorkin? I, I don't know. It's it's uh, I, I, Yeah, we gotta do some uh, probably some Shesty in there. Or, or my personal favorite, Georgiev. You know, we we could do, you know. Are <laughs> <laughs> you Google for Georgie boy? You know? Ten games? He's gonna start ten games. The guy's gonna be in our intro. <sighs> nah, she Shesty's gotta stay healthy now. We've talked about this. He's he's accident prone. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> yeah, because Georgiev is driving the car. <laughs> anyway, Hank is in D.C. He will be removed. He will be wow, removed wow. from our production, our commercials, our audio going forward. Thanks, Hanks, for the memories. He is now the enemy. The king is dead to us. Officially. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm not rooting for him on the Capitals. Sorry. No. No. Well, at least we all know, we all understand now why he went to the Caps. The kids are up here in New York, the family. He's going to take the bus down to D.C., like Joe Biden. He'll be riding it with him next season. And, um, you know, good luck. What do, you, what do you think? 
I know, man. We it was speculation last week, and then obviously free agents on Friday, and he's down there. He does the whole speech. Um, do you think he can still win in DC? I think it's a tough spot. I mean, you look at the Capitals, and they they've been so good for so long, and at the top of the Metro Division. So you just assume they're going to be there, but you know that's a team that's getting older. Um, Hank himself is getting older. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't see that as being, uh, like no, nobody has a guarantee that they're going to win the cup, but you know, I, he has as good of a chance as any team. I, like I said, the Capitals were always up there. You look at the division, you know, the Rangers are going to be rebuilding. The Devils are garbage. You know, the Islanders are going to be up there. You know, I think, I think Pittsburgh's in a little bit of a flux spot too. So, Hey, look, you, you never know. Um, you know, again, I'm not rooting for him. So I hope they come in last place. Excellent. You know, Me that's too. where I'm at. I agree with you. Yeah. Nothing but pain and misery for the Washington Capitals. Yeah. I mean, I could, you know, I tried to sit there and uh, maybe figure out whether I don't, I don't care. I hope they're in last place. What a swing <laughs> of emotions a week we can all go through, right? The somberness <laughs> of Hank is gone. He's bought out his five tweet posts on Twitter about how much he loved us and loved his team and his time here and, and all the tribute videos and the fans and the gushiness and the mushiness. And we'll miss you so, and we're going to wait for, you know, whoever he comes back and play with, and we'll do the montage video and all that other stuff. And then he goes to D.C. And like I said, we understand why he stayed on the East Coast. And I think we mentioned that last week that he was probably going to do that. And again... Uh, this show for me today, my friend KD, I'm I'm ready to say goodbye to everybody. I'm fired up, and uh, I got no problems with what JD and Gordon are doing here, and we'll get into it, and you'll throw some stuff at me, and I'll throw some stuff at you. But we'll start with Hank. See you later. Next. Yeah, I mean, look, it's always has been and always will be about the name on the front of the jersey, not on the back. We appreciate what you've done. Can't wait to bring you back and retire your number. But for now, you're our enemy. Sorry. Have fun on the bench. <laughs> That's right. You know, look, what's he going to get? Well, what are we going to have, like a 48-game season this year? He's going to play like 10 games. I guess that's a good spot for him. <laughs> All right. Enjoy your million dollars. Have fun. All right, so that's not enough about Hank. He's in the past now. He's history. And we have to get back to the future. And if you want yeah, to continue. Yeah, th- thanks, thanks for not wanting us to stay in the cup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Loser. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. We love Hank. We yeah. love him. No. We love him. We loved ED at the end of love. Yeah, loved there you him. go. Wow. Wow. That, you know what? That just hit me right right, right yeah. here. Yeah. Loved. Oof. I'm over it. it is I'm sad. over it. Thank you very much. Thanks right. for the memories. I am ready to move on, though. Let's go. All right. So now, look, uh, a lot of people are also upset about uh, Quickie, as he's affectionately known. Uh, Mr. Fast is bringing his quickness down south to Carolina. Um, so that didn't work out here, too. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go ahead. Start talking about him. Go. <laughs> I think initially the initial look at it is, you know, is disappointment because the cost was very cheap. I mean, three years, 2 million per, 
you assume that's something that the Rangers could afford and should afford, you know, to bring a guy like Foss back. I mean, we we've talked about it numerous times on here that he's a glue guy, you know, that at any winning team needs and every winning team has. Um, so to just let him walk away for a mere $2 million a year for only three years, it's not like he got like a five-year deal. He's looking for this long-term deal or he's looking for like, you know, three, four million dollars. So, you know, at first glance, you know, you, you sort of think that the Rangers may have made a mistake here letting him walk. But, you know, again, we are still in this rebuild. And, and you know, where are the Rangers in three years? You know, is he here? You know, in three years is probably when you're ready to make that, you know, Stanley Cup run. And, and then, then he actually won't be here. So why... What value does he bring for the next three years? And do the are the Rangers like, eh, you know what? Maybe we don't need him for the next three years because we don't anticipate that we're going to be making a run for the cup, challenging for the cup. So let's not waste that $2 million. And, you know, now we're seeing, you know, there's reports coming out that the Rangers are probably more up against the cap than we actually even realized. Um, and you're going to see some of these other guys that the Rangers have bought in free agency, the guys like Rooney and, and, and some others, I don't even remember their names that they, you know, paid, you know, $700,000 for probably in the lineup because, you know, the cap right now, you know, the Rangers are going to be up against it, even with trading stall, buying out Lundquist, you know, they have like $13 million of dead cap space this year. And then now it comes out that, you know, the Rangers are probably going to have over $10 million in performance bonuses this year. And in the CBA, apparently, you know, a team, it won't, the first $6 million of that won't count against the cap. But once you get past that $6 million, it starts counting against the cap. So now, the Rangers have another $4 million against the cap. So that's almost $20 million in dead cap space for all these buyouts. And then these performance bonuses now that they're going to be handing out to some players. So, you know, I think that that probably went into the their decision on not to bring Foss back. While it's only $2 million, $2 million seems like a lot now to them because of everything going on with these performance bonuses and this dead calf space. So, you know, I love Fost. I, I love what he's done for this team over the years. He's been a part of, you know, the biggest victories that the Rangers have had, you know, over the last 20 years. Um, but, you know, look, similar to Hank, similar to Stoll, similar to Zuccarello, similar to McDonough, you got to make tough decisions and say goodbye to popular players. And, and that's really what went on here. Yep, you nailed it. I, you know, and as far as you know, thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, and you know, this is my thing. I don't <laughs> know if you listened to, uh, you know, JD and Gordon had their Q and A. I believe it was earlier today or yesterday. You know, I didn't look at the timestamp, but I, I watched it, and they kind of explained, you know, some of the things that are going on here too. Uh, you know, as far as the decisions making. You know, the other thing too is, um, I mean, there's so many different ways you can look at this. You know, but as to me, what stands out here more than anything is, you know, if you're going to start jumping on, you know, J.D. and Gorton now, 
you know, uh, just because they're going to make a couple moves that aren't going to make people happy when they've been, you know, pretty much, you know, hitting home runs here uh, right out of the gate. But this is also, especially J.D. coming in here, you know, this is going to be his team as well as Gorton, too. Gorton's uh, trying to make a stamp here as a GM as well, too, breaking away from Sather and and everything else that's going on here and, and, and the previous history, which includes Hank Owen and everything else. If they could have made it work with Foss, they would have made it work. And and all the stuff that you're talking about in terms of projection and the next couple of years, and they talked about that in their Q&A in the, in, in the conference as well, too. So for me, you know, okay, but he, he's gone. You know, you miss him, you like him, all that other stuff. But, you know, a fourth-line player, we were talking about it last week. You want him to have less minutes anyway if he was staying on the team. He's going to be a fourth-line player, correct? Oh, yeah. I just said third line tops. Yeah. I mean, okay. You know, these, so these how many aren't minutes, the guy. Oh, I'm sorry. How many Go minutes ahead. are you giving up for this guy, you know, and then hopefully opening up a spot for, you know, a new young kid or whatever that's going to come in here one way or the other? Again, my feeling is the Rangers have the next one or two years here to play around with this lineup, you know, and then the draft come, the expansion draft coming up too. So I, I don't have any problem with this. And again, I'm see you later, Hank. See you later, Jesper. You know, because we got we got new faces coming in, and, and again, we'll we'll keep talking about some of the other things going on here too. But as far as Fast, I mean, he's gone. He's not on the team anymore. Let it go. And again, this is JD yeah. and Gordon's team, man. They're they're gonna make their mark on this, and it wasn't in their what you're saying. Their two three year plan here, because that's probably honestly what it's gonna take for this team to go deep. Into the into the uh, you know into the playoffs and eventually to the finals and they probably like I said these guys are the smart guys right these guys are the the guys are in there making the decisions they're making all the money you're gonna tell me they didn't sit down here and think of every which way one way or the other whether financially or whether you know as far as him being a fan favorite or just being a good guy and a good hockey player to try and keep him here you gotta believe they have to they they went and did that but it didn't work out and the guy's gonna go down and play with Brady down in Carolina good luck have some fun. Yeah, like I said, he's a great player to have on a contender. The Rangers aren't a contender right now. They're not going to be a contender next year. They're not going to be a contender the year after that. So, like you said, then why is he on this team? I mean, you could you could be developing the next Jesper Foss for when Thank we you. actually need that type of yes. player, um, you know, in three years, when, you know, three, four years, when they are contending for a cup. So, yeah, I mean, you get it. There is some disappointment, and and the, like I said, you know, the sticker price was was cheap. I mean, it is that is cheap for a player like Foss, who brings you know a lot of value, you know, on the PK as a defensive forward. You know, you could put him throughout the lineup. You know, he's he's sort of like a Swiss Army knife of a, of a player. Um, so you know, it's sad to see him go, but. You know, is he necessarily needed right now? Probably not. Um, so, yeah, I, I assume that that's probably their thinking there. And then everything else with the cap space, if you could save, you know, the $2 million there and, and you plug in his spot with a guy making 700000 or 900000 you know, it, it makes life easier for you this year when you have those issues up against the cap. I mean, you lose all that dead cap space next year. I mean, all that stuff, I, mean, I don't know all of it, but a large portion of it comes off the books at the end of next year, and then you start spending. Exactly. It's all good. 
and I'm going to ask you this too. Do you think Quinn had any, you know, say in this matter too? Do you think uh, Jesper Foss is a, is a, is a, was a Quinn guy, you know, as far as how he used him in the lineup? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he had him in the top six. So, I mean, obviously he thought highly of him. Um, I, I'm assuming he probably fought to keep him around, but, you know, look, Gordon and JD are the ones calling the shots. I mean, you know, Quinn's opinion on on this stuff or insight, you know, only goes so far. Um, you know, I'm sure that they discussed the budgetary issues with the team and where they need what they need to do. And and like most head coaches, uh, especially a young one, I'm sure he fell in line and said, "Okay, but we'll have to say goodbye." All right. So, on a scale of one to ten, how sad are you? Uh, six. All right, six. There's a little pain there. A little pain. You probably need an yeah, ice no, cream cone. A little you bit, probably need an yeah. ice cream cone just to get over it. All right. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, like I said, he's been been a part of some some big victories. Um, but we're, you know, I mean, it's he's not Hank leaving. You know, he's not McDonough leaving. Those kind of players. But you know, to me, he's had an impact here. He's had a real positive impact. So. So yeah, definitely, definitely some pain. Hey, look, why you um, have no pain? You have no. no pain. You're numb over there. No, yeah, I'm numb. <laughs> I'm numb because it, you know, it already started. You know, as far as, and I think that's something we kind of alluded to the last couple episodes in terms of JD and Gordon here making some tough decisions. You know, as far as you know, uh, player, you know, fan favorites, or you know, uh, you know, I'm not. Look, I'm not knocking the guy in any way. He was a soldier. He did his job. He, t- he took his ice time and 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 did the, you know, the most with it. Um, but at the same time, too, um, and we don't have their notebooks in front of us right now and their charts and their analytics and everything and, and, and what they're trying to put together here um, for the future. And obviously, one way or the other, you know, and, and Foss, too, you know, I mean, you know, he, he's probably going to sit back. He's got to look at what's going on here and the changes and everything else. And, you know, he's got a great opportunity to go to Carolina. Carolina is a, a good, solid team. And, yeah, and I think he's he's going to be a huge asset there. And I think you bring up a great point. Was he really going to help this team, this New York Ranger team, for what it needs to do over the next two years? And then to be probably in a, in a situation where you come full circle here in another year or two and, and, and Foss is probably going one way or the other regardless, you know? So I'm, I'm okay with it. Like I said, I don't need an ice cream cone. I'm good. And uh, let's move on to the next one. Who's next? Who's next that's either not wearing our sweater next year or the new guys that are wearing it? Where do you want to go, KD? Oh, we, we got to go to the bombshell, <laughs> Mr. Jack. The, the sixth or seventh defenseman on our team, bombshell, one-year, $1 million contract, everyone losing their minds <laughs> like we just signed them to like a 10-year, $10 million per contract. Uh-huh. You know, d- ruin the rebuild by bringing Jack Johnson in. Traded him to reaction. San Jose for Joe Thornton. <laughs> you it's know, like, traded Panarin or something like that. Some huge, you know, huge asset for an old husband. I said on Twitter, I have not seen this kind of negative reaction to a signing, I think, since Donald Brashear, where it was, you know, universally hated by like every Ranger fan. I mean, where does that, the analytics where does that originate from the, for Jack Johnson? Yeah, what's going it, on? It, it originates because he stinks. Okay. I mean, he does. He's terrible. I mean, he is not a good player. 
It's a like it's not, a league like, rule that the New York Rangers at least have to have one or two guys that stink on the roster. Now, now he stinks by every metric that you could find. <laughs> guy. Like, I'm going to get his jersey but, just for the hell of it. But guess what? He's going to stink for four million dollars less than Stall stunk for. So, in that respect. You know, it's not that big of a deal that you're bringing this guy in. And J.D. said it during an interview that, you know, eh, we're going to bring him in here. We're going to see what's what. And, you know, he could be useful on the penalty kill. You didn't seem too excited that they were bringing him in. <laughs> um, so, you know, you could. and actually, you know, just looking at, at everything that the Rangers are doing, you know, trading Fost and buying out Lundqvist and, and trading Stahl and bringing in some of these cheap guys. You know, I wonder, you know, more and more, you know, I was thinking like this team has to take the next step. You know, they better be in the playoffs and maybe win around. You know, I don't even know if management is thinking that way right now. You know, I it's, you know, just reading you and know, listening to JD on some of the stuff where he's saying, you know, the future is ahead of us. You know, and things like that makes me think like this year is, I don't want to say another a throwaway year, but definitely another like development year, you know, that they're not Absolutely. necessarily looking to take it. I, You know, for me, I was thinking maybe, you know, this team is looking to take that next step and they might and they might do that because I think the forwards are still very good. But I think what it looks like they're going to be doing on defense is what they did with the forwards last year in the beginning of the season. Remember when all the Ranger fans were up in arms about Michael Haley playing and Brendan Smith playing and Heedle was down in Hartford and, and Anderson wasn't even getting any ice time and that kind of thing. I think that that's probably what they're going to do on defense this year, where you're going to see Brendan, <laughs> Brendan Smith again. You're going to see Brendan Smith in there on defense. You're going to see Jack Johnson in there on defense. You're probably going to see Condre start the year in the AHL. Maybe Hayek will play a little bit. You have uh, Runainen or Runanen. I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's name. Coming over from Finland. You know, maybe he'll start in the AHL. What about you know, the kid from Island Park? We got Potato. We got him too, yeah, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they're going to – I think that that's what they're going to do. In the beginning of the year, you're going to get Jack Johnson. You're going to get Brendan Smith. And, you know, these other guys are either going to be developing in the NHL, in the AHL, if there is an AHL. I should, you know, I, I guess I got to preference that, right? I mean, yeah, I don't even know if they're going to have an AHL. And I guess that, that probably has an effect on what they're doing, too. Um, or they're going to ease them in where maybe they're not getting a lot of ice time or maybe they're getting days off in the pre games off in the press box. But I think that that's probably going to be their plan this year with the defensemen that you're going to see. Instead of Michael Haley and Brendan Smith as forwards in the beginning of the year last year, you're going to see Jack Johnson and Brendan Smith again on defense while these younger guys are either in Hartford, if there is a Hartford, um, or as, you know, fill-in roles here. So, um, and, and that's going to make Ranger fans angry. The same people who are angry about the forward situation at the beginning of the year. And by the way, it completely worked out because they were firing on all offensive cylinders, you know, by the end, you know, before COVID hit. 
So I assume that they saw that. They're like, you know what? Let's do that with our defense this year. Let's work the young guys in slowly. We have these veteran guys that we know. I mean, J.D. has a relationship with Jack Johnson, and so does uh, who's the new defensive coach they brought in. What's his name? Jacques Martin. Yes. Yeah, Jacques Martin. So they brought him in. You know, he's worked with him all with Jack Johnson also. So they're familiar with him, with his game, how he is in the locker room. And uh, that's how they're going to play it. You know, a lot of Ranger fans aren't going to like it. And that's fine. Again, I Jack, he stinks. He's not good. Well, but, right, does he stink? But uh, can he be a good defensive no. defenseman on this no. team? No. No. <laughs> no. But... <laughs> But, there's no there's no silver lining at all. <laughs> no, he sucks. But <laughs> I am getting his jersey. <laughs> but, no, but you know what? He's not in all seriousness, he's, he's not gonna be any worse than Stahl was. And we're and it, and he's getting paid, like I said, four million dollars less. He's only gonna be here for a year. And that's it. And the and the you know, the Rangers management have said again, I said it before, the future is ahead of us. They don't care. If Jack Johnson is losing him games this year, they don't. So they're like, let's put him in early. Let's work Andre in at some point. Let's work Hayek in, you know, Runainen in, Runainen, whatever his name is. And that's how they're going to do it. That's what they did with the forwards last year. So you have to assume that's what they're doing with the defense this year. And that's how it's going to work. And so, again, I get it. Some people aren't going to be happy with it. And he's taking a spot away from the, the a young defenseman who you should just throw him in. That doesn't always work. It, you know, that's not always the best plan. We threw Anderson in, didn't work. You know, we got Howden in there. Not sure if that's working. So sometimes it's better to slow roll these guys. You know, work with Heda last year. You know, hopefully it's working with Kako, and and that's what they're gonna do with the defense. And and that is the you know the essence of this whole thing with regards to decision making and the fan base. And everybody's got to. I mean, do you think the fan base is going to be able to handle this over the next two years? I they mean, weren't able to handle it on the first day. I know, <laughs> I know. Because uh, let's go back to a couple of the good points that you made here. You know, this past season on the uh, especially when we were wrapping up the season, when you talk about the year that. Uh, you know, Zabanajad had and the year that Panarin had, you know, and obviously uh, Foxy and D'Angelo. And, you know, there's a massive possibility those guys m- may not. There's no, you know, there's no way you can predict what they're going to do this season. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's just all these different factors that everybody's got to, you know, kind of look back and look at the big picture. And, again, I, I have to just, for me, you know, Stop whining about everything. Stop trying to be GM. You know? Get over Hank. Get over Fost. Get over Johnson. And buy into what these guys are doing. And give it some time to breathe. And allow, you know, what? Quinn's going to be a third-year coach coming in here? And 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 retooling this. Coming outside of a, a pandemic and a, a closed schedule. And now a whole, we don't even know what the season's going to look like. Again, you bring up a great point, too, about the AHL. We don't know uh, how they're going to work the farm system. I mean, they're bringing uh, Lafreniere in, right? They're not sending him back up to Quebec. 
They're bringing him in. They're going to try and get him here uh, and get him on the ice here with uh, some of the guys here uh, leading up to whatever they don't know. They have no idea what's going to come up in terms of, you know, whether January uh, is going to be the start of the season. And then they're going to make a decision whether or not they're going to send him up for the juniors. You know, I mean, more than anything, if that's the only thing that that kid's going to be able to play in in, for, in terms of contact and, and experience and another way for them to kind of, you know, update gauging him and, and, and uh, you know, scouting him a little more and then trying to figure out, you know, how they're going to work him into the lineup here. Um, these are all these different aspects that, that these guys, that's what J.D. and Gordon get paid to do. They get paid to make the tough decisions, the uh, obviously the unpopular ones. J.D. just got here. You know, and Gordon's obviously, you know, he's been here a while, but this is his first, you know, I like his assuredness. I, I really like the way he was uh, communicating with the media here, you know, as far as the Q&As with the decision-making and everything else. And I got no problems with uh, what these guys are doing here. And, yes, it's tough being a fan, and you want to win every single game. You want everything to kind of just line up in place. But these are the guys who are dealing with, with the unknown right now, because it is not normal settings as far as running a uh, National Hockey League professional hockey team, and especially one that's in the process of a rebuild. And again, they just cut loose, you know, two huge fan favorites, two guys who've been just a staple of this organization over the last, you know, 15 years. And then, yes, there's a couple other guys, which are interchangeable kind of guys. You know, Jesper Foss is a guy that they can replace. He will be replaced. And hopefully it's going to be some young hot kid that, uh, you know, the Rangers either drafted or having the farm team or, you know, from other deal. And then you're, you're going to forget about Jesper Foss and you have to let him go. And the money's different now, too. I mean, you know, I have no idea. I can only imagine what's going on in, in the boardrooms of the NBA and the NHL and MLB here with the fact that, you know, no fans to bring in revenue to any of these, uh, uh, you know, why can't I think of the oh my God. franchises? Thank you. I mean, that's just a whole new world. It's got to be huge in terms of how you're, you know, whatever the cap is, whatever the money situation is. And these arbitration hearings, too, are just, it's a whole new world. Put yourself in these guys' chairs. And you you try and figure it out. And I'm telling you right now, as far as uh, J.D. and Gorton right now, I think they're just aces. We're in, we're in great hands. Anything, you know, me and you, Katie, have said here, it still stands for me, you know? Yeah, okay, that sucks. This blah blah, blah. but you know what? You know you got to look back and, and you got to try and try and figure this out yourself before you start wailing on on the decisions they've made. And this team is in damn good shape. It's got some exciting players on its roster already, and they're going to continue to get better. And yes, I think they're they're going to you know they got the next two seasons. Look, the team is not going to be bad. The goaltending is phenomenal. They need to get some better defensive players out front. Whether Jack Johnson is, uh, you know, Johnson is the answer and, and Barteto is the answer. We, we still have to see if Trub is going to come a swing around after, you know, it'll be a second year on the team. Foxy, D'Angelo, is D'Angelo going to be here? You know, and, and what comes out of this? There's so much to sit back and be patient on. Um, to to And if you don't, if Ranger fans don't, they're not going to enjoy this. Because I'm with you that in, and I'm I'm good for it. Three to four to five years with this team getting deep into the playoffs and maybe challenging for a cup and hopefully leapfrogging or letting these other great teams like Colorado and maybe, maybe if Toronto gets its act together, I think Toronto made some good moves to kind of change up the mix of their team. 
as far as toughness and some of the stuff that they need. Edmonton, uh, all these other teams right now have all these great young, you know, uh, firepower and, and young teams. The goaltending situation that's happening in this league with all the changes. Um, there's a couple of teams like in the Metro too. Pittsburgh's, you know, uh, Crosby and Malkin, and how many years left do these guys have? Ovi. If you start looking at some of the doors that are going to open up for the New York Rangers, and I and I firmly believe they're going to be better than the Islanders and better than the the Devils here, and they're going to be better than the Canes are probably going to blow out here. They got another year or two, maybe. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, Columbus is going to be tough. You know, as far as what we're dealing with here on the Eastern Conference, in a league where right now we have no idea how the next season is going to shape out. So, as far as I'm concerned, and I'll turn this back over to you, KD. The Rangers have these are just good problems to have, and this is the best time for the New York Rangers to be in a rebuild, to tinker with the kind of lineup a little bit, make some of these tough changes and everything else, because the rest of the league is in a to- the rest of the teams are in a totally different situation. And I think we're in a good situation, so I'm okay with everything that's going on right now. Man, you are a homer. My yes! goodness. Let's go, Rangers! <laughs> Did J.D. get to you before the show and slip you an yeah. envelope full of money? J.D. is a hero. Gracious. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I get on board or get off I the mean, train. If the Ranger fans' biggest problem now is that we just gave our a sixth defenseman a one-year, $1 million deal, and we didn't bring back a fourth-line player, I think we're doing pretty good. I mean, we just got Lafreniere. We have Capo Caco. We have Panarin. We have Zabinijet. We have Truba. We have Fox. We have... And we're complaining. We're complaining about spending a million dollars on Jack Johnson. Get a is grip. that where we're at right now? Get a grip. I, I mean, it really is. I mean, you know, and I get it. I mean, like I said, Jack Johnson stinks. He does. But my goodness, look at the rest of this team. Look at what's been going on with this rebuilding. And this is what you're focusing on. It really is. Uh, it really is crazy. And actually, you know, I do wonder. What they're going to do with Strom, I think he's the one guy that you may see them say really try to move. I know that, that Gordon had admitted that he was looking to move him, but similar to Fost, you know, and if the Rangers are saying this is another development year, like, you know, what kind of contract they, would they want to give to Strom? And then... Do they really think that he's going to be a part of the plan when they're ready to contend again? So, you know, I could see D'Angelo being in their plans and and still being a huge part of that team when they're ready to contend. Strom, on the other hand, you know, when they're ready to contend, he's he's going to be in his 30s and uh, is a very early 30s, but... But still, uh, you know, I I could based on what I'm the moves that I'm seeing them make right now, and seeing that it seems as though they're ready for just another development year, and winning isn't necessary. Taking that next step doesn't seem like it's the priority right now. I I think more and more you don't see Strom come back. Uh and farewell, young lad, and good luck and Godspeed. Oh yeah, I don't think you. I I think the only person that'll cry with him going is probably me. I think I've been his biggest like supporter. 
Well, you know, over Panarin the last year. might be a little so. unhappy for a little while until they replace yeah, somebody you who know, can feed I, the you puck. Could stick me, you, you could stick me out there center, centering <laughs> Panarin and he would still, you know, put up uh, Hart Trophy uh, numbers. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think he'll be that upset. So, but well, yeah, I mean, it, like you said, there's a lot of interesting uh, decisions for them to make. I have full confidence, uh, you know, in both JD and Gordon. I think they've They've done a phenomenal job so far. Sure, can you nitpick certain things here and there, like uh, those two things? Sure, uh, but you can't lose your mind. Though I mean, you got to put it in perspective. Absolutely. Um, where, where, where do you think? Look, I'm going to be the first one to admit this on the show. All right, as far as the arbitrations, they always kind of throw me off a little bit in terms of how they work, and as far as you know, uh, where where the players are coming at and 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 where the teams come at. Can you break down a little bit what you see is protect? I mean, obviously, there's been talk that the you know JD and Gordon were pretty much trying to shop strong, you know, and um, but what, what how do you think that's going to come out? I mean, a guy like Strom, look if he, if if Stromer stays here, man, I'm good. I'm I'm a fan. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I bust chops, but obviously, you know, if he, he has to go and put a sweater on somewhere else, I mean, so be it. You know what I'm saying? But can you? Give me a better insight. How do you think, like, say, D'Angelo and, and, and uh, Stromer's arbitrations might go? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, the Rangers, if it gets to arbitration, if it actually goes to the hearing, and I think I read somewhere the Rangers actually haven't actually had a hearing since Jurdev. Jer, uh, what was that guy's name? The Russian guy that they walked away from. He ended up going to the Flyers. Jurdev, uh, wow. right? Remember yeah, that that guy? If he's, if he's not he was on the he was on the he's not wearing a sweater with us. I don't I don't I don't know his name. He, he was on the PlayStation <laughs> line with uh, Voros and uh, Kreida. Remember that the PlayStation line? Anyway, Zhirdev. Uh, a- anyway, um, oh, so, I do remember him now. Yeah, yeah. The ru- young Russian kid. Yeah, um, he was all right. Anyway, yeah, no, he was good. He was an exciting player. Uh, but the Rangers actually that was the last time they actually went to a hearing with a player, and the Rangers walked away. And then he ended up signing uh, with the Flyers. Anyway, so you assume that, you know, it's probably not going to get to a hearing. Uh, and and to me, I think just based on what I was just saying, that the Rangers probably end up moving Strom. If they're unable to find a taker, the worst thing that can happen is that the, the arbitrator will give him a one-year deal. You might as well take it unless they have another plan. I just don't know if they if they see another center out there um, that that they may potentially be interested in to fill in for Strom again. And a lot of that we we discussed this last time. It's what what they think about Hedl and can he be that second line center this year? And then life's a little bit easier. There's a number of third line centers out there. Uh, that they could potentially be interested in. So, but I think obviously, that... but more, Katie. Go ahead. But sorry to cut you off. But it's more of a position of power for the Rangers, as far as Strom is concerned. So, like, if, if, I, if... I think so. Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they don't need to give him a long term contract or or a contract at all. He's a restricted free agent, which puts the ball in the Rangers' court. Sure, he's arbitration rights, but the the longest the deal could be. Is one year. So if the arbitrator, you know, gives him whatever it is, five million dollars, four and a half million dollars, if the Rangers like, eh, whatever, we need a center for one year. We can fit it under the cap. 
So, you know, let's bring him back. He had a good rapport with Panera, and uh, he'll help with some of the younger guys, and we'll go from there. You know, it's not a, a, a huge deal to bring him back for another year. You know, a bigger mistake is giving the guy a five-year deal, I mean, yeah. in my opinion, and, yeah. and, and pay him like a second-line center. Uh, because, you know, like we were saying, I think it had more to do with Panarin. Now, look, not everybody can play with a guy like Panarin, and Strom proved that he can, uh, which is something to be concerned about. Can Heedle, if he's the guy who fills in, play with someone as good as Panarin? We don't know that. You hope he can. I think if he's given the ice time and the opportunity, I think he could. I mean, we're all rooting for it to happen. Yeah. So, you know, Strom definitely has an argument to be made if he goes to arbitration. But the only thing that's going to do is increase the amount of money that he makes. And that it won't increase the term. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, as far as D'Angelo, you know, he's a guy I could see them come up with more of a deal on and and, and work out a contract. Uh, like I said, I don't want to, like I said last week, I, I don't want to say anything past five years. But five years puts him in the at the end of those, you know, final two to three years puts him in the meat of the Rangers hopefully contending for a cup. And, you know, I, I think he would still be productive then. He's a bit of a defensive liability. But if you get him with the right defensive partner, I, I think he's just fine. Yeah, again, I mean, both situations, as far as the Rangers is concerned, you know, they kind of can control it. I know what you're talking about with the term, you know, length of contract and everything. But I think one way or the other, either way on both of these players, I think, um, you know, as an organization, again, you know, J.D. and Gordon are just in a good spot right now with that, you know, in, in one way or the other. And, and again, if Stromer comes back and plays with us next year and or he gets whatever the heck happens with Stromer one way or the other, you know, we, we, the franchise will move on. Uh, and as good as Stromer was last year for us and as steady as he's been pretty much, you know, over his career or whatever, one way or the other and a, a decent guy and a decent player, he's he's one of those interchangeable type players that can be replaced. And it's just another opportunity here. And again, Rangers being in that situation, definitely a year, maybe even two years, where they're going to be looking to, you know, looking to play around with this lineup here a little bit, open some uh, opportunities here for some of their own guys. And again, see what happens, you know, uh, after this year in terms of free agency or whatever the heck, uh, you know, goes on in trade. And, they, and yeah, they're gonna have a, they're gonna have a, they're gonna have a ton of money next off season too, where they could buy a center. Yeah. So you know, Strom is definitely expendable. D'Angelo, on the other hand, you're you're waiting on other prospects to develop, and you know, D'Angelo is a proven commodity, at least offensively. You know, again, you know, you I had tweeted out today at sort of a discussion about the defensive pairings today. Yes, go on. I, I saw these tweets, and uh, I saw some <laughs> of the reactions. So why don't you uh, bring this to life on air right now? No, I mean, I was just looking at, you know, the defensemen and trying to figure out what the pairings would be. For some reason, I thought that there was, like, somebody else there. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, the pairings would work out. And I was looking at him, and I'm like, huh. You know, I, they're not as good as I, I I may have thought that they might have been. Um, and, you know, some of the – I don't want to say rumors. Gordon has, has discussed potentially the idea of moving D'Angelo to the left side. And you would think and, – and to me, a, a real nice pairing would be D'Angelo and Truba. I think that they would work well together there. You know, Truba's a little more defensive – 
you know, he's got a little more defensive uh, aspects to his game. You know, he can move the puck, and, and he's definitely offensively skilled, but I think that that helps D'Angelo as well, who's obviously 100% offensive-minded. Um, so that, that Well, if that's that, the system, me, right? KD, sorry. I mean, you know, if you look at that as far as if that's the system McQuinn's going to put in, if he's going to allow guys like Foxy and, and, and D'Angelo to kind of pinch, that's a home run with a guy like having Truba, you know, back to protect the house. So I like that pairing. Yeah, I mean, I think if your top four, you know, your top two pairs are D'Angelo, Truba, and then Lindgren and Fox, I mean, that's looking nice. You know, it's that bottom pair that you suddenly start worrying about, you know, and, and I think that the Rangers, it, you may initially see the bottom pair as being Jack Johnson and Brendan Smith. You know, it, it, again, if they re-sign D'Angelo and bring him back and they don't trade him and say, we're going to move you to the left side and D'Angelo is okay with that. So there's a lot to it before you get to D'Angelo Truba, but saying you get there. You know, I don't think the Rangers would have any problems starting the season with their third pairing as Jack Johnson and Brendan Smith while they either wait on, again, Condre um, and Hayek to to work it out down in Hartford. Condre obviously just learning the professional game. And Hayek, if he still needs to, you know, work on some things, he had a tough, he had a tough time last year. But you know, I'm hoping maybe he took his lumps and he learned a lot and, he, and he'll come back, you know, better than, uh, you know, we've seen him. And I, I think that Hayek could be a key to this all because, you know, I'm sure the Rangers would rather start the season with him, you know, on the third pairing as a guy that they brought in in the big trade, you know, with McDonough and JT Miller. So they'd like to see him develop into a useful piece. So if he can come back and then you're, you're, third pairing is Hayek and improved Hayek and again either Jack Johnson and and Smith you know and hopefully eventually you get uh Condre figuring it out but they're actually all four of those guys are lefties you know if you move D'Angelo to the left hand side you sort of become righty deficient um on that side so you wonder who's gonna play that righty defensive role in the third pair obviously you can move uh smith over he played the right side when he first came over and he was paired with brady shea when they had traded and brought him over so i don't think he'd have a problem on the right hand side and then uh Nynan, um he apparently is a lefty but plays on the right-handed side so again if he impresses in camp and could be someone who starts the season on third pairing as well so I mean, there's a lot of options, but it, there's a lot of lefties. I, I sort of didn't realize that. If you move D'Angelo to the left side, you know, who are you putting on the right side on that third pair? You'd, ha- you'd have to, you know, move somebody over, flip somebody over. But um, Smith has shown that he could do it. Uh, Runanen um, can do it. Apparently, that's where he's been on the um, – played in Finland. And he's an interesting guy, Tarmu. Um, again, because he is – finish i i think that having him on the team may help with with your boy kako you know maybe having him feel a little more comfortable with a fellow uh countryman uh you know on the team on the roster you know a little more comfortable a little less uh you know homesick that kind of stuff so he's an interesting guy to to keep an eye on when camp starts whenever that is 
Uh, good point. Very good point. I'm very surprised why you haven't uh, brought up uh, Anthony uh, Baitetto, uh for uh defensive spot on this team. <laughs> I just uh, there's too many defensemen. There's too many, you know, parts here. Another lefty. You know. Exactly. He is a lefty. So He's big man. Um, he can crunch bodies. I I'm going to be honest, I really ha- I don't know much about him. He's long he's a local kid. Island Park, baby. That's not bad. Maybe I'm rooting for him too. Played with the Preds, you know. Yeah, check out some of his highlights, man. He's, you know, uh, totally all defense, you know, as far as a big guy and stuff like that. But uh, we'll see. Again, you know, these guys. Again, we have no idea what training camp's going to look like. So you got to bring guys in to to make guys compete for spots. You can't just hand gigs and jobs to people uh, and, and just think, uh, you know. I think that's a big part of it. You know, as far as um, coaches putting teams together, you know, and I was lucky a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away when I lived out in Colorado and I was there the year that the Avalanche, uh, the, the Nordiques actually became the Avalanche and then won the Cup in 96. And after they won that summer, I was lucky enough to go up and do a, a, a training camp. A buddy of mine who I had done some, we were doing some refereeing in some local uh, inline leagues downtown Denver and everything. But he had a connection with the NHL uh, Referee Association, so he brings me up to Vail there in, in August uh, when training camp started, opened up for the NHL teams. And the Dallas Stars were um, doing their training camp up there. And uh, me and this guy, you know, we, we were refereeing down in the in- inline league. So we were basically just brought up. He got us, uh, he got me, he, he invited me, it was great. And we basically just were guys uh, working the practice and basically, um, you know, blow the whistle, pick up the pucks, drop some face-offs for different scenarios and everything else. But the one thing I took back from that, just amazing experience outside of being on the ice with some Hall of Famers like Guy Carbonneau and um, uh, Andy Moak was on the team at the time. This is uh, Hitchcock. This is, you know, a couple years before Dallas wins the Stanley Cup, right? Uh, New and Dykes on the team, uh, Madonna, all these guys. So here I am, and, and I'm on the ice with all these guys. But the thing was is that some of the got Craig Ludwig monsters um, – the, the thing that I was so impressed of, and you can go to games, and I don't know if any fans have ever had that experience of, of uh, you know, either working with an organization and being on the ice you know, for a National Hockey League team. You, you can sit up in the stands. You can sit on the boards and watch an NHL game and go, oh, my God, how incredibly fast this game is and everything else. But to be on the ice with these guys during a training camp, and these guys are fighting for spots, right? And it's uh, Mike Greer was on the team, too. He was just out of Boston College, too. He was going for a spot or whatever. And um, so there's a mix of veterans um, and their prospects, young guys, um, you know, uh, you know, travel. Like Bob Basson was invited in. He got into a fight with Craig Lugwood. What I'm getting at is, is that, and Hitchcock was the coach at the time, They there was all these different scenarios. They had to create um, some intensity. And that's one of the things I remember about this uh, this day of working this camp. It was training camp, but it was intense. And guys were running each other, and they were playing hard. And I'm sure that was the directive that they were given by the coaching staff. And these guys need to get gigs. And you have that total mix of veterans, you know, young guys, prospects, superstars, all this stuff on the ice together. And the guys who don't have the gig lined up yet, those guys were going through the wall. They're trying to impress the coaching staff. They're trying to make a 
uh, a statement, obviously. And, and this is obvious stuff that everybody knows as a hockey fan. That's what these guys do in training camp. But I was on the ice and I experienced it. And that's one thing I take back and, and one thing like the Rangers are doing here too, especially in a team that's developing something, right? So back then, Dallas was trying to put the pieces together and eventually they go to the Stanley Cup Finals a couple of times there in, in you know, 99, 2000, and they win in 99, obviously. But they they built a team of a mix of signings, of free agents, veterans, young kids, all that stuff, everything I just mentioned. But that's what makes a team, you know, grow and develop. And that's the NHL, and you got to bring on this different uh, bit of mixed bag of guys. And this is what Quinn and, and Gorton and J.D., and especially with the fact that the way the league has changed and, and the loss of games and the unknown about, you know, whether they're going to get preseason games, whether these kids are going to get uh, any kind of, you know, uh, you know, uh, AHL experience, college experience. We don't know what's going to go on. So you want your young defenseman, Conjure Miller, to, to whatever. He's got to mix it up with Jack Johnson or whoever the heck it's going to be. And, uh, you know, DiGiuseppe just gets signed and uh, the forwards and the different thing. They got to see who's got the, you know, the cojones um, to impress these coaches and, and they need these different variables. So what I'm getting at, too, is you bring in certain guys, not necessarily for the long-term effect of the team, I also think there's a game plan here that the Rangers uh, and J.D. and Gordon are trying to mix it up, and they need to have some other elements in training camp to make these guys work for it. And they do want to change you know, the physicality of this team because that was the biggest thing. And obviously the defensive end, they've, they've got to find some kind of a system here. You know, Ruff is out. Jacques Martin's coming in here, and he's an X and O's kind of guy. And he's had success, obviously. He's a winner. He's not really been a winner as a head coach but he's uh, been a, a proven winner as an assistant coach. There's a reason he's been brought in, um, and that's going to help Quinn out. But this is all good, healthy stuff, and it's the way national hockey teams operate. And again, the Rangers are operating, every team in the league right now is operating under different circumstances. It's not normal. We have no idea uh, what the what the season's going to look like. So, you know... Again, this gets back to just stepping back and looking at the big picture here and trying to weave in and out of the thought process and the moves that they're going to make here and not make. And, um, and, and that, to me, is like I said, the Rangers are, like I said, they're in a good situation here. And this is part of it. And we're having a bit of a laugh here because of the, you know, the Twitterverse and, and fans losing their shit on certain things and everything else and so on and so forth. But, you know, you got to step back here. And, and I think the Rangers, for this two-, three-, four-year model – that they're building while the rest of the league is doing their own thing, I think it's all good. And if you take a look at Tampa Bay winning this year, too, it's a massive mix of uh, veteran guys. Uh, that team has been, you know, gunning for the cup for the last five, six years, and they finally just got it right. And that team now is going to break up, too, in certain aspects and so on and so forth. But anyway, um, I just think, uh, in general, Everything that this team is doing right now uh, as far as the administration and the movements and everything else. And they're not done yet. And again, the Rangers are just in a, in a, in a position of strength here with what they can do. Uh, you know, if the fans, <laughs> and they, i, I got to tell you the truth, I don't think, they, they care obviously. But as far as running the business of this team, they're going to do what they need and feel they need to do to get there in the next couple of years. Did you just compare Jack Johnson with... Guy Carbino, is that what you? Just no, said? Guy Carbino is a Hall of Fame center. 
Um, and he's definitely, you know, like Craig Ludwig was incredibly, he was unbelievable. He was a big bruiser too. Great player. No, I'm not comparing him to anybody. You're comparing no, Jack but he's, Johnson. He's an experienced guy that's right going to come in there. Ricky Carbono. No. I'm joking. I'm joking with you. Sorry. You do get the gist of where it was coming from, don't you? Yeah, obviously, yes, competition during training camp, it, you know, is huge. I mean, you can't let some of these younger guys come in and think they have a spot guaranteed because they're in a rebuild. I mean, I, and the Rangers proved that last year, what they did with Heedle, you know, and some of the other younger guys that they just didn't give jobs right away. Um, they didn't give them ice time right away. So, you know, Lindgren's, if you remember, Lindgren started the year last year in the AHL. So, you know, and that worked out pretty damn good. So I, I think it's a message to the younger guys, you know, bringing in a Jack Johnson and uh, who's your boy from Island Park? Beetle? Beetle? Potato. By Teto. You say Potato. I say by Teto. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I, I got to learn this guy's name. Anyway, um, you know, you bring those guys in. So the young guys saying, look, this is an open competition, fellas. You know, if you, you we're not just because you were the number one draft pick doesn't mean you're getting a spot out of camp. You got to prove to us, you got to beat out some veterans here um, for you to get on the ice. We're not just handing it to you. That's not what this team is about. That's not how we're going to turn this into a, a Stanley Cup contender. So, yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think it's what they did with the forwards last year a lot. Actually, they did with everybody. Like I said, Lingren was down in the AHL. So, they're going to do that again this year, and 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 Condre will be up against, it and he's going to have to prove himself. You know, he had a good little camp uh, when they came back from uh, the break, the COVID break, uh, shut down, and and everyone, uh, you know, thought he had an amazing camp and and heaped all the the praise on him. But you know, he's going to have to do that again this year, or you know, he'll be down in the AHL if there is one, or or he'll be watching from the press box. Um, a lot of nights and, and oof, the fan base will go nuts. <laughs> Jack Johnson in there and Condre eating a hot dog in the press box. Oh my goodness. I'm almost rooting for that to happen just to see the Twitter meltdown. It'll be amazing. <laughs> Why not? Have oh, I always, I always root for the Twitter meltdown because it's amazing. <laughs> Why not? Uh, what's Dustin Bufflin doing these days? Who? What? Come on! <laughs> nah. I mean, may- maybe like five years ago. Now? Nah. Well, why don't we bring him in for my genius idea of that, competition and training camp? Br- bringing <laughs> Bufflin in, that that's like a say the move from like, you know, the late 90s, He's early 2000s. Big guy experience. Yeah, that's okay. He no, can go play two where... ways, forward and defense. Call yeah, him up. okay. That's okay. We're, we're, we're done. With, we're done with that that type of strategy. Bringing in guys who who used to be good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Jack Johnson. I mean, okay. other than Jack Johnson. <laughs> oh wait, he's ne- he's never been good. Never mind. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else you want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, D Giuseppe. He gets uh, signed like that, right? We like him. Yeah, he's the new Fast. <laughs> there you go. A little For, taller, uh, right? For a million dollars less. <laughs> no, I like D. Giuseppe. I, he impressed me last year. Again, you know, bottom six guy, plays hard on every shift, um, brings a little offense. Uh, again, if he's on the fourth line or in that bottom six. So, 
uh, six and you get him in cheap. So I'm happy to have him back. All right. And uh, any thoughts on uh, your boy Kratzoff? What does he yeah, fit into you know, this whole thing? Well, you know, that that's the interesting thing. You know, earlier in the show, I was discussing, uh, you know, how they're up against the cap and all these performance bonuses. Uh, Vince uh, Mercaglia over at uh, the record, right? Is that where he is, the Bergen record? I believe um, so. He was saying that because of these cap issues, they may not even bring Kratzoff back over here in the KHL. They may not be able to be able to fit him. Um, because of, of everything going on with their cap issues. So, you know, that's something to keep an eye on, you know, the where I'm sure Kratzoff wants to get here, I assume. You know, I know that there's obviously been, been some issues with him going back to Russia, then coming back, and, and he wants to play. But, you know, the cap issues that they're running into may, may prevent that from happening. So, I mean, I'd love to see him here. I, I, I'd rather he be here. I, I said that last year when he left and i'll say that now i i'd much rather see him here i'm i'm fine with him being in the khl now because the nhl isn't playing he's over there playing games now and he's actually playing very well so it's it's working out where they're getting him more game experience so but if the cap thing comes into play here i don't know i think there's always a way around it there's always guys that you could put in Again, is there going to be AHL? But there's always ways that they could find space if they need to. So I I, I think he'll be here. Um, I look forward to him being here. Um, so um, I, it, it's a, it would be a big year for him, too, if he comes over. Because at some point, we got to see what we got in this guy. I mean, obviously, the Rangers have no problem getting rid of former number one picks. As we saw, they, they traded away Anderson. So... You know, if Kratzoff is, is again, not getting it done when he comes up here or whatever the issues that they had with him last year where he started the season down in the AHL arise again, I, I don't see the Rangers having an issue pulling the trigger on, on, on getting rid of him sooner rather than later. All right. Well, this is another storyline uh, that we're just going to have to wait to uh, to play out. I want to ask you, uh, what's your take on uh, Laugh taking number 13? Yeah, you know, I mean, he's he's paying respects to to Kevin Hayes, you know, <laughs> and everything that uh, you know he brought to the table, and uh, you know, I, I think it's a nice uh, you know tribute to to everything that Hayes brought to the the, the Rangers organization. Bravo to Lafreniere there. <laughs> I no, I mean, that's a sorry, that you know, he, just a sorry take, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he wasn't going to take eleven, so they weren't giving him number eleven, so. Um, you know, I think he wore 22 also at some point. Um, but yeah, 13. Great. Lucky number 13. Let's go. You know, one thing, Paulie, that I didn't see, you know, there's outrage over Jack Johnson. There's outrage over Jesper Foss not coming back. No outrage whatsoever to the Rangers losing at losing Greg McKegg to the Bruins today. I was going to bring that up. I, I wanted to know, on a scale of 1 to 10, as far as ice cream cones go, <laughs> what, what's, what's up with your boy, man? He's out of here. You're gonna, you Thank need, God you I didn't get you a jersey. jersey. <laughs> you never, now you got to get me a, a Bruins McKegg jersey. No, I'll get you. me and you are getting Jack Johnson's jerseys. And we're going to wear them <laughs> out in public. <laughs> nice. 
So yeah, well, Mikhail's gone. Look, I'm glad I, I'm glad I didn't finish stitching that jersey for you. Now, <laughs> now I have to yeah, change, I, change that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody is uh, losing any sleep with him being gone. And um, you know, when you bring back a Di Giuseppe, he, who's a better McKeg, so it's fine. I can get, I can make, I'll, I'll get, get you. I'll get rat, over it. How about a radish jersey? You want him? <laughs> Rooney? How about Rooney's jersey? You want him? Yeah. Hey, look, I mean, those are the guys. Getting Jer- you want to getting your jersey? Look, those Go these are the guys. Blackwell? They're going to be. <laughs> please, please stop. I said the Rangers, the Rangers who are signing a who's who of who. You know, I, I didn't know who any of these guys were. I'm like, who are we signing? But Kincaid, you want a Kincaid jersey, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, the Kincaid signing actually made the most sense of anything because now they have a goalie to expose to Seattle next offseason because they signed him to a two-year deal. Now they don't have to expose Gergiev. So, George you know, that's Paul. actually a very smart move. They'll Future keep him in Hartford. Yeah. I keep saying they'll keep him in Hartford. I guess. <laughs> Hopefully keep him yeah, in Yeah, look, we, somebody, whoever's listening out there, whether it's live now or in the archives, somebody get KD an answer. On the AHL, because it's a uh, it's a bone of contention right now, and he's he kind of has no idea, and it's 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 messing up his uh, you know his train of thought. I just want to put people. I just want to put people <laughs> in the AHL, and I can't do it. No, you can't. <laughs> I mean, or maybe I can. I just don't know. Oh man, no, I don't know. Again, the unknown. We don't know, and we're not going to sit here and speculate. We're just going to wait. And uh, wait for the real stuff to start happening one way or the other. And uh, hopefully we'll be getting answers sooner than later here in the next couple of weeks. As the, uh, I mean, how, um, you know, with all the work that's getting done here. And we're having a lot of fun here and, and just kind of, you know, um, guessing here what's going to happen one way or the other. But um, just your your take on the fact that how the league's got to come back after this tourney. And the fact that they might come back here in January. I mean, you're you know, we're we're almost halfway through October right now, and then you're November and December holidays and all that other stuff, and then you're talking about hockey in January. Do you how do you, do you have you thought yourself, K D of how the league's gonna do this? Or how they how you'd like them to do it? Because there's talk I mean, I, there's even talk of realignment for this. Yeah, I saw something that one of the GMs or owners may have slipped and said that uh oh they're in the canadian division or something like that so yeah i i saw that that may be a possibility similar to uh major league baseball where you're only playing a certain you know teams on the east coast or in the midwest or on the west coast uh you know that could that could be something that they decide to do uh to allow them to have the teams in their individual arenas where you're not because there's no way the players on the NHLPA is going to approve them doing a full regular season in some type of bubble. Um, even if you have like five different bubbles throughout the, the U S they're just not going to agree to that. There's just too long of a time away from their families and, and, and all that. So I, I think that you'll see them in their home arenas, but they may only end up playing the teams in their geographic locations where you won't see the Rangers playing the Kings or the Canucks or the Coyotes. 
and you only have them playing uh, those Eastern teams, or maybe you're, you don't have them going up to Canada because of, of the Canadian government, you know, they, the Canadian government weren't letting the baseball teams come in. So the blue Jays had to play all the games in Buffalo. You know, is that going to change in January where they're suddenly allowing NHL teams to come in and out of Canada? And I, I don't see that happening in a couple of months. Because, I, I mean, the numbers, the COVID numbers may be worse. I mean, we're heading into, you know, everyone's concerned because we're heading into flu season. So what does that do as far as get, you know, the Canadian government feeling comfortable with allowing U.S. teams into their country? They're concerned. They were concerned over the summer when the numbers were doing much better than they were in the spring. So if the numbers start getting worse, you know, that. That's not a positive sign. So, yeah, you may see some, like you said, mentioned realignment. Maybe they just have all the Canadian teams playing each other. I mean, there's not a lot of them. I don't know how, you know, you do a, a Canadian, I don't know how many Canadian teams there are, seven, eight teams. They're just going to play each other. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, hopefully they can just do it by region somehow, one way or the other. If it's, it's yeah, but the problem East. is, is do, will the Canadian government allow teams into that country or will they allow their teams to leave? They'll probably say that they need to quarantine for 14 days when they get back. Well, I mean, if they're if it's if it's you just can't a, do that. Well, if it's A to B and back and then it's it's testing and yeah, I don't think they care. You know, it's 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 they don't feel comfortable with the, these players who live in the United States coming into Canada, you know, potentially going to a restaurant or just walking through the airport or, you know, wherever it is that they are taking an Uber. They're, they're not feeling comfortable. And then their players were in the United States doing those things and in a, an American restaurant and in an in a Uber in America, you know, and now they're coming back and they won't feel comfortable. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't see how, that changes from their stance with the Blue Jays to hockey in January. I, I I hope it does, and I hope they're able to get it done. But I, I just don't see how that policy changes between now and then. Yeah, and I, I think uh, it's fun. I was just. I mean, that's a up. real thing. Yeah, no, no, it is. No, it absolutely is. I mean, there's, there's no way around it. I just firing up a um a COVID uh, data site here in terms of. Uh, you know, cases, it's still primarily just cases, obviously, you know, but more testing and everything else. But unfortunately here in the U.S. of A., um, everything's trending back up again. Small, you know, what whatever the percentages or anything else, but, you know, it's getting back up to, you know, over um, a thousand cases here and at least, jeez, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 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 ten. it might be almost between you know, 15 and 20 states, you know, every day. So, I mean, and, and unfortunately, you know, no matter where you are, and we're lucky to be here in New York, and it's it's still small, and we're doing super out here, but, you know, against the country, the rest of the country, against traveling, against international, you know, uh, obviously d- depending on where most of the uh, the players are coming from and so on and so forth. But, you know, this gets back to, I mean, I, I don't know how they're going to do it. I just, you have to feel confident that they are going to do it. And uh, but it is going to be interesting to see 
how this all works out. And, you know, for these guys as players, and especially these young guys, even our young guys, especially starting with Laugh, and all the kids who got drafted this year, and just not having that regular, usual experience of, of just, you know, uh, you know, how it would be organized, you know, knowing where you're going to travel to, knowing, you know, you're going to do a training camp, uh, where you're going to stay, where you're going to shack up, you know, and and have, and that's all you have to do is concentrate on that. And anything that these kids do one way or the other, and, and pretty much all the players, no matter how they develop these training camps and, you know, leading up to uh, getting a, uh, uh, you know, a schedule together here for the league to take another run at the cup here, it's just going to be um, fascinating to watch here and, and, and to see how, uh, everybody's going to kind of work with this. So, again, you know, us being Ranger fans, us following this organization, us looking at the moves, and as far as where this team is at right now, there's no pressure, obviously, for this team to win a cup, uh, you know, this year, next year, or in three years. And, you know, if we all get through all this stuff uh, over the next few years and, and we get back to normal here, um, you know, the New York Rangers are in a pretty good position and as far as a rebuild and against a pandemic and everything else and you know this is no way uh you know sports is is secondary to everything and i know this thing has affected uh so many people in so many different ways and it's so hard to get a grasp on certain things in terms of what we should complain about and what we should miss and everything else but that aside we're a hockey show we're a ranger show this team if the timing you know, and it starts with the, the tourney and getting knocked out and get the number one pick. And this is what I was getting about in the beginning, and I texted you earlier today when before the show. Everybody needs to just stop complaining, man. Uh, you know, I know it's it's just in the DNA of fans to, you know. Uh, and, and when and when it's right here, KD, me and you, we give the business, but we're not we're not playing. We don't know yet. So but even still, I'm totally cool with laying back in the chair with the white claws with you and whatever the hell we're going to be drinking to get through these next couple of years and just Jack let Daniels. this thing. Just, yeah, Jack Daniels with Jack Johnson. For Jack Johnson. There, there you go. go. And, uh, you know, hopefully Capo Caco will score a couple of goals uh, in the next couple of years for us, more than six or seven or whatever. And uh, happy days for us. So that's my summation here. Summarization as far as this episode is concerned, what's happened here in the last week or two. Everybody chill out. Rangers are going to be all right. Kids are going to be all right. And we got good things to look forward to. And, and what everyone also has to realize, when you're talking about the shortened season and what they're doing, with the Jack Johnson signing, he's going to be here, you know, for, during a shortened season, that'll probably be 48 games. He's going to be here for 48 games. <laughs> Relax. Probably not even going to play in all of them. And I'm telling you right now, if his plus minus is good, and he has a good season, coming after all you guys. I see the Twitter. I see the tweets. I'm snapshotting all of them, screenshotting all of them, saving them. Go, Jack Johnson. Go. Call him Jack Joe, right? Give him a nickname now. Get his jersey. Let's go. Get behind Jack Johnson. Did you just say plus minus? No, nobody likes a plus minus anymore. Come on. Corsi. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't even think people look at Corsi anymore. How can you? How hey, I mean, you're like a fossil over there. Come on, get it, get 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 with it with your analytics. I ain't got time for analytics. I I do I do want the games to come back soon, and I can't wait to see 
Coach Quinn develop some kind of a system here with Coach Martin and and see what Coach Quinn can do. All the other guys that are coming in, man, that's great. But I'm that's me, man. I'm about team management, uh, you know, and, and how he works this team and how he works this squad. That's going to be my biggest thing, obviously. Um, the players are going to, you know, they're going to do their thing, and and hopefully, like I said, we'll, we'll, you know, time management and lines and combinations and, you know, but there's a lot of things that have been taken off of Quinn's desk, so to say. Hank, one of them. Stalsy, another one. You know? Um, I mean... <sighs> One last thing, and KD, if you know, if there's anything else you want to touch on before we close things out here today, but you know, as a hockey team, when you know your goaltending is just it's locked solid now, we're good. I mean, obviously, you know, Shesty's got to play a full season. Georgiev has got to play a bulk of games too, and we'll see what happens. But you know, to to let go of an iconic, not only a Ranger but uh, an elite goaltender like Hank, and to look in the nets right now and say, hey, we don't have to worry about that, right? We just got to keep developing these guys, but they're pretty damn good at keeping the puck out of the net. They got good heads on their shoulders. They're small kids, uh, and and hopefully Shesty can stay healthy and, you know, on the ice. And then, you know, they know they've got defensive issues they got to work out here. And then they'll plug in. We'll get the centers. We'll, we'll It'll work out. And these guys will uh, hopefully, you know, develop for uh, Coach Quinn. And there's a couple guys that are not going to be with this team anymore, which is going to open up some ice for uh, these guys and opportunities. And, you know, Capo's got a huge opportunity here now coming up and and, and laugh. Jeez, how, how fun is that going to be just to watch this kid jump on this team? Because he could, he could really light it up. He has that potential. He could be just another lethal scorer for this team. And you've got, you know, if Kreider gets healthy and Kreider's got the potential, and he, now Kreider doesn't have to worry about his contract, and he can just play. And Mika's going to be there and Panarin. So you got three or four guys up front, and Capo's going to get a chance to have four or five guys now that they know this is their home, um, and they don't have to think about anything else now except putting that goddamn puck in the net. So... That's a pretty good situation to be in, too, and I think that's going to be great for the coaching staff. And they'll they'll fix out the little holes. They'll work it out. We've got enough talent, and J.D. and Gordon will keep doing the same thing. They'll keep tinkering, you know, two years, expansion draft, free agency after this year. Like you said, cap space, extra money. Um, they developed this, uh, you know, core of guys here, uh, young team, talented team, steady defense, and guys are going to want to come here and sign here and play here, too, so. Like I said, I can't say enough. Yeah, I'm giddy for this team, my friend, and I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, that's why Ranger fans <laughs> need to stop freaking out about Jack Johnson. You know that we draft, how long ago did we draft Lafreniere? Like a week ago, week and yeah. a half ago? And we literally spent like three quarters of the show talking about Jack Johnson because, you know, we're, we're trying to like, Get everybody off the ledge. <laughs> you know, we shouldn't even be talking. Jack Johnson is going to be such a nothing part of this team. We have Lafreniere. That's right. Panarin, Dabinajad, Kreider, Heedle, the Potato. <laughs> Enough of that. I hope that guy gets cut. 
Oh, he's come on, man. <laughs> he won number two in Winnipeg. I don't think he's going to get it here. No, <laughs> no I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> All right, buddy. Good stuff. You got anything you want to you want to throw at the wall here or what? No, just uh, just thank all the listeners for uh, tuning in these last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, the, the response and the listenership has been pretty awesome. I know we've been, and I apologize for this last time, it, we've been a little spotty as far as uh, the shows during, uh, during the playoffs and mostly my fault. But since we've uh, been a little more consistent lately, you guys have uh, definitely been showing up and listening. We appreciate it. And uh it's been a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. It's great to be back on air. And these are all good things to talk about. And hopefully we'll have some more stories to talk about. Storylines next week, KD. What could happen? You know? <laughs> Joe Thornton comes here. What do you say? I'm going to Joe. I heard he works well with Jack Johnson, so that's good. Uh, there you go, man. It's all, it's all. Jack Johnson is now the centerpiece of this Rangers franchise. <laughs> next Hold week on, we should... Next week we should do a contest. Take it, take a shot at Jack Daniels every time we mention Jack Johnson. All right. If anybody was doing that tonight, they would have they would have been dead like a half hour ago. <laughs> All right, call up Jack Daniels. We'll get some sponsorship rolling here next week. Okay, yeah, you were you were, you were trying to get the White Claw sponsorship. I don't know what the hell happened with that. You broke because you stopped. You didn't want to do the show anymore. So yeah, yeah. Got, yeah so I'm mean, all right. Look, right. I'll I'll send the letter that they sent me to you, okay? All right? <laughs> it's all good. All right, folks, as always, thanks so much for listening to Go Rangers Radio. We truly appreciate it. So, good night from me, Paulie, and KD, as always, say good night to the folks. Good night, folks. And let's go, Rangers! <laughs>